Hey, welcome to the pilot episode of To All the Cars I've Loved Before. This is the conversation where American history and automotive history meet your history. Thanks for joining. Make sure to check us out online at carslove.com. Again, carslove.com. Check out the intake form. Join the conversation. Join the millions of Americans who've never heard of us and the dozens of Americans who might want to be involved on potential guest lists moving forward. My name is Chris. This is Doug. And welcome into uh, the pilot episode. We've invited a great personal friend and ally of the show, Devin, to chat with us a bit about meaningful cars in his life. A lot of times this might be the the first few cars you've had in your world. Again, sort of uh, open to the level of engagement. So, Devin, welcome. Good afternoon. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for inviting me. Hey, thanks for thanks for being here, bud. So, Doug, by way of introduction, did you want to bring Devin into what we're trying to do here in this initial episode? Sure. Yeah, Devin, just as Chris said, we're uh, looking to hear about significant cars in your life. Really, three. It could be two. It could be one. How you came to acquire them. What what like blew you away about them. What you hated. What you could change. If you could go back and get that car again, would you, knowing what you know now, do you miss the car? How you came to acquire it, probably a repeat, was it a hand-me-down? So this wouldn't necessarily count as your parents loaning you a car, but your first car. If if it meant something to him, it may, like, yeah. Oh, you're, you're right. You're right. It might be, it could be your dad had a 1959 Oldsmobile. And so you always wanted, you, you loved that car. You wish he had never sold it. You were a little kid when he got rid of it and you went and bought one yourself late, years later. But I know you're a bit of a car connoisseur. So maybe just do an introduction, you, your name, where you grew up, where you live now, and uh, we'll go from there. If you think about your, we know this is unscripted, but you start with a car that was uh, significant to you. First car is easy. All right, that I can definitely do. All right, well, my name is Devin Henderson. I am originally from Effingham, Illinois, small town in rural Illinois, population 12,000. There was like nothing there. So uh, I currently live in Aldi, Virginia, and I absolutely love it. So talking about cars, the first thing that came to mind, my first car, my parents did not believe in handouts. So I had to work and save up and buy this car. So it it meant a lot to me. I had a 98 Mazda 626, and I loved that thing. It was a five-speed, and when I bought it, I had no idea how to drive a stick at all. Growing up, yeah, it, it it uh, it was an adventure. My father actually taught me how to drive the stick in the dealership's parking lot. <laughs> so I, you didn't you didn't learn on his car that was a stick. This was totally the no, um, uh-uh. okay, fantastic. Yep, yep, yep. It was it was fun. I had that car for like twelve years, and I mean, I have so many great memories in that thing. You know, it, it had a little four cylinder two point but when I got rid of that car, it had two hundred eighty six thousand miles on it i mean it i rode that thing everywhere i I commuted to college the first couple years and so i've got a lot of stick time literally stick time on my car 
how did the car age? I mean, 286,000 miles is a, is a kind of an astounding amount of miles to put on the car. How did you achieve that? Did you baby the car? Did you take care of it? Did you do the work yourself? I did some of the work myself, but like I, I put full synthetic oil in it. You know, I, you know, I went to auto shop and I learned a lot about cars and I was like, all right, I'm going to do this right. I got the recommended maintenance done on it. The timing chain replaced at a hundred thousand miles and you know, a, a few yeah. things, yeah. but you know, with it being a stick shift, it was interesting. The uh, starter went out on it, I think around 130,000 miles. And my parents' house used to be kind of on top of a hill. And so I would park it just a little over the edge of the hill and I'd get in the car and then write it down and pop the clutch. And I did that for about six months until one day it didn't start at the bottom of the hill. And the next day I got the starter replaced. I love that. Well, that, that, uh, that required some field thinking about your destination, right? And how you were going to get back, right? Yep, exactly. Well, if, it, if you're in a parking lot and it was flat, you could just put it in neutral and push it with your foot a little bit and then get in the car real quick and put it in second and pop the clutch. So, yep, yep. Been there, done that. Yep. So, are, are you an engineer by trade, Devin? I am. I am. Excellent. Wonderful. That's how I met Doug. What color was the car? What color was the interior? Was there a trim package? So I had the LX, which just meant it had, I think, a remote keyless, well, remote keyless entry, and it had a spoiler. <laughs> but, um, you know, it, it, it had hubcaps instead of rims, but they were nice hubcaps. I mean, it was, I wouldn't say it was a no frills, but somewhere in between no frills and, you know. Got it. But. Got it. But um, yeah, it had a kind of a, it was hunter green. It had this like cream color interior. Love and, that color. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, I, I would totally buy it. Like if they made the equivalent of that car today, I would totally buy it. I mean, that, that thing is awesome. Well, I think there is a, there is a Mazda six, which would probably be as close as you can get. Yeah. But I don't know if they're making that. I actually looked and they don't, the problem is they don't make it a stick anymore either. That is true. So um, I take it you got the car used? I did. I got it like, uh, I think, 18 months used or two years. I had like 34,000 miles on it when I bought it. Nice, nice. So, yeah, you put about 250,000 miles on it. That, that's a long time to have a first car. So curious as to what was your next car after that and if you... What did you think you learned from the first car when you're moving into the second and maybe even into the third? Well, so my second car, I got married and we moved out into the D.C. area and I was commuting in the metro every day. So unfortunately, that meant that I didn't need it and I actually didn't have a car for two years. Yeah. My wife and I shared a car. It was a Toyota Corolla, which meant she drove it and I took the metro, which was fine. It was a very practical thing, but. The next car I had was a Audi A4, which was also fun. Sporty. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. It had a turbo in it. I love that. That was awesome. So what um what led to you moving from the um from the Mazda to the next car? Well, so driving on the metro with a stick shift or not driving on the beltway with a stick shift every day. It was a little hard on the knees. That was part of it. And it was I mean, it was getting to the end of its life. I mean, I 
I did all the things I could to keep that thing going and it was starting to turn into a little bit of a, might need to get the engine rebuilt and, you know, the car wasn't worth that much at that point. So I ended up donating it to a charity who auctioned it and made actually a decent amount of money on it. And I did find out that the new owner fixed it and was driving it for several years. The guy reached out to me with a question about something. How you got my info? I have no idea. Excellent. That's a great story. So I think I heard you mentioned spoiler, but were there any features on either of these cars or any other car that just like blew you away? Right. We talked about the stick shift. Like, well, the Mazda, yeah, the stick shift was nice, but the Mazda had a unique thing that the vents in the middle, like the, the front vents, you know, so there's one on the driver's side on the left, kind of near where the mirror is and one on the right on the passenger side, but the, the mirror, the, uh, the vents, the air vents in the middle actually oscillated. Like there was a push button that you could turn it off, but you could leave it on. It would oscillate left to right. Oh, I think I remember that. I remember yeah, that. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, that that's uh, that's cool. Did it have any, was it digital? Did it have a digital dash? Like, I know that was more of an 80 thing. Uh, no, it was analog. No, it was an analog dash. Now, did you um, did you know your wife when you had that car? I did. I did. We went to high school together. Oh, okay. Nice, yeah. nice. So, lots of significant times. Did you have your your first? Did your first child ride in that car, or was it gone by then? No, no, it was gone by then. Gotcha. Did your family tend to keep cars for a long time? Yeah, yeah. I mean, my my family usually hangs on to them until they're kind of done uh, i would say in the last couple of years i've gone through cars like skittles so we'll not use that as a proper barometer but love that what's your uh, daily driver these days Devin? i know you said going through cars like skittles i am currently driving a 2003 cadillac escalade v series goodness yeah i love it it's it's nice it's it's a nice family car how did you land on that car uh, I needed a bigger vehicle because if yeah. we, you yeah. know, if we drive back to Illinois, which is like thirteen-hour yep. drive, if my kids are touching each other in any way, shape, or form, you like it's like the end of the world. <laughs> and um, it has captain's chairs, and it's got lots of room on the inside of it, and uh, so it prevents me from wanting to murder my adorable children. <laughs> so you have, uh, and you have three kids, so you got them spread out. I do. I have three kids, so that's part of it. Yeah, I've got three kids also, and that that breaks the symmetry in so many ways, you know, big and small. So it's it's interesting how, you know, I'm shopping for a car right now, and you look and think about a sedan, but it's it's that last dimension of height through the back of the vehicle that makes it so much more versatile. And even as my kids are sort of phasing out, moving into the world, I'm a little bit older than you, the ability to haul things around really does become a, a great proxy for where you even start looking at cars. So Devin, is it a uh is it one of the extended uh length ESV? No, I didn't I didn't do the extended, but I did get the full V series that so has the supercharged V eight in it. Yeah, I um I saw I saw I saw a video of that on Doug DeMiro's uh YouTube page the other day. Yeah, pretty pretty impressive car. So what, what, besides the captain's chairs and the space, is there any, like, knockout feature? I, I, I watched the video. There's some cool 
cool things that that car can do. Yeah, well, I mean, this one does have a refrigerator in it, which is kind of cool. So I can pull out a, a bottle of refrigerated ice water right here. But other than that, it does have this cool button that's it, like you turn the V-Series on. And when you do, it makes the engine like crazy aggressive. So even if you're slowing down at a stoplight and you turn it on, the engine will like, you'll hear the uh, the overblow of the supercharger, you know, spinning down. And so it'll make it like, I don't know, bark. I don't know what the right word would be, but I mean, it just sounds aggressive as can be. And, and if you go to start it up with the remote start and you're in a parking garage, as one would do in this area, like it will make the whole parking garage just like get really loud, set off alarms and stuff. So I, I just started the car. I wasn't nice. doing any of it. I was with my family and there was a woman getting in her car like 20 feet away. And I was a, I was a good 100 feet away or so. And I pushed the remote start, and it caused this lady to jump like two or three feet. And I forgot that it's so loud when you do that. But, I mean, it is very loud when you remote start it. It is. It's, it's kind of fun. Fantastic. Hey, we're at, uh, we're at right under 15 minutes here. So, in, in, in our closing moments, um, any aspirations for next cars? Big thoughts on next cars? Devin, what's, what's your next venture? Or are, are you pleased with what you have? You seem to be a guy that, that hangs on the cars for a bit. What's, what's the next move? What do you think? So, I just bought a 1965 Shelby Cobra. I bought a backdraft, so it has like, you know, the minimum amount of miles on it, but it's basically a 1965 replica. And this thing is absolutely gorgeous. It's a five speed with a 427 Roush. It's got 550 horsepower. I am so excited to get this thing. It's coming next week. I've wanted this car for as long as I've ever wanted anything in my life. So I'm very excited to get it. So uh, I also have a 1965. Ford Mustang convertible. So I have a, a pretty full garage. And uh, both of those are stick shifts, right, Devin? Both of those are stick shifts, yeah. Nice. The Mustang is a four-speed and the Cobra's a five-speed. Nice, nice. Well, I look forward to driving those cars. I mean, uh, seeing you in them. That's what I meant. You can drive it. I don't mind. Would love to have those up on the site if you'd be willing. I mean, they're beautiful. I've got pictures I could send them to Doug. Even a picture of the garage would be would be fantastic to have. Well, you've been a great guest, Devin. Thank you for making the time, especially for the inaugural first pilot episode. Thank you for the time. You got it. Thanks, guys. Thanks, buddy. You got it, man. Ensure you check us out on carslove.com, carslove.com. Fill out the intake form if, if you're interested in joining the conversation, being a future guest. You don't have to be a car enthusiast. Just be willing to tell your story. Take care. We'll see you around the Ethernet soon.